Hi, I'm Dr. Ellen, the Midlife Whisperer, and I hear you and I've got you. Think of me as the one-stop shop for all your midlife needs. I'm a psychologist, registered dietitian, nutritionist, board-certified health and wellness coach, and mindful self-compassion teacher. I'm also an author and podcast host with over 30 years of experience empowering midlife women. Hey, everybody, welcome to Rock Your Midlife, the show where we give you resources to help you make your next chapter your best chapter. If you're a new listener, welcome. So excited to have you joining us. And if you are returning, thank you for being here. Hey, if you're enjoying the show, please let me know. Leave us a review. I'd love to know what you think about the show. And it helps other people find Rock Your Midlife as well. And today we have a really powerful show we're going to be talking about healing and transforming your body and your emotions naturally. Now, healing and transformation is really challenging, especially at midlife. You know, we have so many habits, emotions, and thought patterns that we are really used to. We're really dug in. We're used to a certain way of being, a certain way of looking. You know, and change brings up so many difficult emotions from fear and overwhelm to shame, you know, like a caterpillar becoming a butterfly, you can feel totally discombobulated. Like, you know, I used to eat leaves and now all of a sudden I am flying and I'm eating nectar and I don't know who I am anymore. You know, however, this is really a natural part of the transformation and healing process. And it's really what you need to do if you want to rock your midlife. And today's show is going to help you process all that change and give you powerful tools to transform your body and emotions. I'm talking with two midlife rock stars, top-rated health and coach Nagina Abdullah and best-selling author, breast cancer survivor and warrior, Dr. Veronique de Salneur, who will be sharing her signature seven essential system to heal and beat breast cancer naturally. So you're going to want to stay tuned, Grab some paper, maybe a journal, maybe some Kleenex. It might bring up some things for you. But, you know, I'm finding um, that I'm actually facing a lot of changes myself. Um, I am, as I've been sharing a lot, I was diagnosed with breast cancer myself last year, and I've gone through a lot of changes, particularly getting rid of my workaholic and really playing more. I'm working right now with an amazing woman named Lisa Whisker. I interviewed her a couple episodes back. I'm on this true style journey where I am changing my style, realizing that I was kind of like playing small and trying to stay muted. And I'm actually a winter color and should be sort of bright. And I love like rock and roll and fun colors and kind of a bohemian hippie look with a little sophistication. But it's really scary to all of a sudden like change who you are. And I'm finding that, um, First of all, this is totally normal. And I want to give you some hints if you're going through this yourself. It's something that I also just started this Rock Your Midlife community. It's on my website, The Midlife Whisper. If you're interested, you can just click on the community link. But like all of us together are changing maybe our physiology. Maybe we are working on our health and well-being and finding, gosh, it's kind of hard to go to that gym or that jazzercise class or make these switches in your diet when perhaps your partner isn't all in. In, or maybe you're looking to, you know, up your love life and you've been burnt before. And all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, I don't want to go out there because I might meet a, another bad guy and it's, you know, go through the same heartache. I'd want to avoid that. So you're like, just stay small 
and not, you know, get on those apps or go to those meetup groups, or maybe you're looking to switch up your career. You're like, well, I like the steady paycheck. I'm really kind of sick of my job. I want to do more, but it's really scary to ask for a raise, to ask for a different position, or even go out and switch careers or switch companies and then play. And this is so interesting. I'm finding so many women are really struggling with play um, because it's like, I don't know. I think that we've been so taught to like do everything for everybody else. And so that when we start doing things for ourselves, we start to feel really guilty. Or for me, I was such a workaholic that I would start to play and be like, no, you should be working right now. There are things to do. So I would have this like voice running in the background to be out, you know, cross-country skiing or kayak and having fun with my man and being like, oh my God, you've got all of these deadlines. And so a lot of stuff comes up. And so I guess what I want to say is it's a couple of things you can do. First of all, no, this is totally normal. If you are going to step outside your comfort zone and you're going to grow and you're going to change, you're going to feel some discomfort. Um, and the first thing is get some support. So find a coach, hang out with a girlfriend, join my Rock Your Midlife group where you can get coaching from me, or we're also going to be talking with Dr. V where you can get coaching if you are struggling with something like breast cancer. You don't have to go it alone. We're all in this together. Other things that are really powerful is um, take a little bit of an observer view of what you're going through. So I love to love the the um, the phrase is name it, you tame it. So just say, you know what, this is fear, this is shame, this is guilt, this is discomfort, this is overwhelm. When you name it, what happens is you take it from that primitive part of your brain and that sort of really feeling it or that like inner child. And it's like, okay, you know, I'm a 40, 50, 60 year old woman who is actually um, noticing what I'm going through and then feel it in your body. So name it, you tame it, feel it, you heal it. Emotions are felt experiences in the body. Another thing after you have gotten support, after you have worked on naming the emotions and working on healing them, work on affirmations. Affirmations are really powerful. So if you're having this, this affirmation, like, Oh my God, I'm I'm never gonna meet somebody. Guys are all so terrible out there if you're looking for a man. You, you know, you can have an affirmation like, you know, I am open to meeting somebody wonderful. You know, I am working on myself and attracting love in my life. And the key thing with affirmations, so it's threefold. First of all, it has to be realistic. So for me, I am um, wanting to visit Costa Rica more, learning Spanish. I can't say I'm speaking Spanish like a native speaker. That would be totally unrealistic. But I can say something like, I am surprised by how much I'm loving learning this language. It has to be realistic. It has to be believable. It can't feel like you're an imposter, like it's impossible. And also it has to have an emotional connection. So saying something like, I am open to meeting the love of my life. That's like exciting. It's loving. It's positive energy. So use affirmations, write them down, put them everywhere and make them realistic, believable and make their, uh, make an emotional connection. Finally, you know, you'll hear me say this on the show all the time, practice self-compassion as you are going through the caterpillar to butterfly thing, whatever arena in your life that is, you've got to be your own best friend. When things come up, it's like, oh my God, this is so hard. I don't like the way this feels, but I'm here for me and I'm here for my future self. And, you know, and finally be patient 
embrace who you are now, let the past go. I know I've made so many mistakes. I was kind of going over some things from last year and I was like, oh my God, you just made a lot of mistakes, but I have to forgive myself, learn and move on and create a vision for yourself that you can step into as you enjoy the present. So let me know, reach out on my website, The Midlife Whisper, and let me know, what are you going through? I would love to support you in that. And speaking of transformation, boy, our next guest, Dr. V., She is a rock star when it comes to transformation. She is the founder of the Breast Cancer Conqueror and the Seven Essential Systems, and she's co-founder of My Breast Friend. Her signature process has empowered thousands of women in over 60 countries around the world. Her mission is to change lives one breast at a time. She's personally conquered breast cancer twice, which gives her an empathetic perspective to understand other women facing a healing journey. Her signature book, which is called Heal Breast Cancer Naturally. It's an amazing book that I used on my journey. It has been an Amazon bestseller in 10 categories in five countries. She has been featured all over the world in the Truth About Cancer doc series and the TTAC live stages, as well as many stages, summits and podcasts like JJ Virgin, Wendy Myers, Wellness Mama, Green Med Info, Natural Health 365, and Mind Body Green. She's amazing. I have enjoyed getting to know her. I was on her podcast and I'm so delighted delighted to invite her to rock your midlife. So great to have you here, Dr. V. Thank you, Dr. Allen. It's been amazing. Just uh, listening to your introduction, you know, you brought out some really um, great points about uh, stress and community. And um, just real quickly, you know, there was an 11 year study done on women with breast cancer, and they found that women who had learned to manage their stress and who were part of a community had a 75% decreased risk of dying from breast cancer. So that's pretty powerful, right? When you just combine those two. So yeah, it is really true. I mean, there is a body mind connection. And I've, you know, I've had this come up for me lately of just this idea of you don't have to go it alone. And we're actually um, taping this on um, uh, International Women's Day, right? So it's all about women coming together across all ethnicities, all ages, all countries. And I think that women, the way our brains are, right, we naturally want to support and love each other. And when we do that, we feel good and we get the support we need. So thank you for for mentioning that study. I'm I'm familiar with that as well. So let's talk a little bit about you. So you are a biogenic chiropractor by profession. Tell us a little bit about your background and the type of practice you had and your journey with breast cancer, which I know is not a traditional one. No, no, no. So I'm a chiropractor by profession. And um, bioenergetic basically means that I look at the body as a whole. Uh, We are energetic beings, right? We're not just physical matter. Um, So to understand, you know, your body is energy really shifts the whole paradigm about how we look at our health. And so 23 years into my practice, I was the wellness warrior, you know, just really uh, encouraging my patients to live their best life with all the things that we teach now. And um, I'm getting ready for work and I'm in the shower and I feel a lump in my left breast. And of course, like everybody else, right? I, I just couldn't, couldn't believe it. You know, when I finally discovered that I had breast cancer, it's like, how can this happen to me? I thought I was doing everything right. Ate organic before organic was in style, had home births, breastfed the kids. I was, you know, exercising, chiropractic care, you name it, I did it. So it really, you know, I really had to kind of sit back and say, okay, what what am I missing here? Because we know cancer cannot grow in a healthy body. 
so I just really literally sat down with a pen and paper and said, what are the steps? What is it going to take for me to really reverse this condition? Because cancer is just the tip of the iceberg. It's not the cause. It's just the symptom. And so as I sat there, I realized there were a lot of things in my life that needed to change. And so I started applying these principles. And this is how the seven essentials came about. And so in applying those principles, um, after two years, um, everything was clear, I was good to go. And I decided after I sold my chiropractic practice, I thought, oh, I'll start healing, um, sharing my healing journey. That was in 2012. And um, five years into being known as the breast cancer conqueror, guess what came knocking on my door again, breast cancer for the second time. Um, because I was not applying everything that I was teaching, right? I did not practice self-care. I was working from sun up to sundown. I mean, I love these women. I wanted to help them. I was so passionate about, you know, teaching them with that they could reverse breast cancer. Um, but it was a big, big slap in the face for me and, and really had to, uh, I really had to look inwardly. So I changed things. I cut back on my work. I hired and trained coaches, spent more time on nurturing that little girl inside of me, healing that little girl, um, and a lot, of a lot of changes in nine years when it came to the cancer world. So I was able to do different kinds of testing, and I did high-dose vitamin C and all kinds of things that I didn't do the first time. So it took me three years. You know, I kept it under wraps. I didn't tell anybody except my family and a few close friends. And um, I, I kept envisioning when I'd meditate, one day I'm going to stand on that stage and I'm going to tell people that I've healed the breast cancer successfully for the second time. So sure enough, August 2018, I stood on that stage. I was hosting a retreat and uh, shared my story. So here I am almost, uh, was it six years to five years? So yeah, almost five years out. So all was well. well. So powerful. And I'm so glad that you made changes. I just found that with that, that workaholic was really hard for me to let go of. I actually worked with a healer and it was kind of like an ancestral thing of, you know, growing up and seeing people in my family working themselves almost to death and sort of this, it was like an addiction of just always wanting more worldly success, whether that's more followers, you know, more clients, all of those things. It was really hard for me to sort of step back and say, even just to say, like, I just took a three-week vacation, went to Costa Rica with my man and just like taking three weeks off, like three weeks, no work at all, like nothing other than maybe checking my cell phone a little bit here and there. But that workaholic is really dug in. That's a super hard thing to to change. It is. is there, and it, and was, what helped you do yeah. that? Was well, one, I mean, getting it again, I'm sure was a big like wake up call, but like, did you do anything specifically to help you to change? And I found it was a little hard for me to work without that workaholic. Well, I was finishing up a coffee enema one morning during my second healing journey. And I was just sobbing like a baby. I just, it was just not a good day. And I literally heard a voice in my head say, stop being so hard on yourself. And that was my whole life pattern, nose to the grindstone, right? The only way you get recognition is if you work and you produce and you're successful and, you know, blah, 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 all the stuff that we hear. And I just said, I never want to go through this again. I want to enjoy my life. 
I want to be happy. I don't want to have regrets on my deathbed. And, you know, so it was a big, big shift and it was a lot of work. I mean, I worked with uh, several EFT coaches, a lot of journaling. Um, I learned to use the heart math, um, the little app that you can clip on your ear to see if you're in sympathetic or parasympathetic mode when you're meditating. So that really taught me what it was like to get into the relaxation mode. You know, I, I mean, I meditated for years, but I wasn't getting into that parasympathetic mode. So that really taught me to be in tune with the stress of my body. So now when I'm feeling the stress or and I'm not enjoying what I'm doing, I stop before I would push through it. But now I stop, close the computer, go for a walk, read a book, you know, take a nap, do whatever. So it's it's not easy, but it's you know it's it's a change that that is very welcoming and produces good results. That's beautiful. I'm so glad that you have you have done that. I'm still I'm working on it. It's 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 happening though because I know like you, it's like I do not want to go through the breast cancer thing ever again. It's like a it's like a club that has really great members, but you, nobody wants to be part of it, right? right so right. I want to talk to in a broader context because I mean your your book really um, is fantastic for people who are healing breast cancer. But your part of your mission is to inspire women to be proactive with their health and to help them make informed decisions. So let's talk about your seven essential systems, because it's again, and if you're listening, going like, well, I have breast cancer, you know, I'm not really worried that worried about, it, but this is a great program for absolutely anybody. Correct. Correct. Yeah. It's not just about, um, healing breast cancer. It could be healing diabetes or Parkinson's or MS or whatever, because these are principles that I used when I was in my chiropractic practice. Um, you know, you have to understand that disease, whatever name it is, is just the symptom, right? You have to get to that root cause. And that root cause is pretty much all the same for all diseases, right? It's inflammation. And what causes inflammation? Well, too much sugar, too much stress, your hormones are out of balance, you're living in a toxic environment, you know, the list goes on. Um, so it's looking at the root cause and addressing those causes. So Seven essentials are pretty basic, and I know your audience is very well informed, but essential number one is let food be your medicine. You know, is there a perfect anti-cancer diet for you or for me? Well, it depends on our, on our you know, genetic predisposition and uh, if we're a good methylator or not. You know, there's a lot of factors that go into that. So somebody may be okay on a vegetarian diet, but somebody may need more protein. So you know, it's, it's understanding where the balance there is. And um, bottom line is organic as much as you can and lots of vegetables. And I personally minimize lot, you know, the fruits because of the sugar content. Uh, don't eat a lot of very sweet fruits. Um, and just including nuts and, you know, all the things that can give us those trace minerals that are so important. Yeah. I found something that was huge for me was giving up grains completely. I was <laughs> gluten-free because I have Hashimoto's disease. And, um, the, the, uh, doctor I work, Dr. Jen Simmons, who's also been on my show, you know, she's like, you should give up grains completely. And I was shocked at how much my inflammation went down. Have you found that in your, in your clients? Absolutely. And for myself, yeah, I gave up all grains as well. Many years ago, um, wheat, all of that. And it makes a big difference. It makes a big difference in the inflammatory factors and the gut and your blood sugars. 
So is there a way of somebody's listening to sort of figure out what the right mix is? I and mean, when we know whole foods, plant-based, organic, if you can, lots and lots of, of vegetables, but to know whether or not, you know, you have to go more in the vegan to ve- the vegan to carnivore place. Is there a way to kind of get a sense of that? Well, I love this test called the nutrition genome test. It's literally a DNA test and it looks at all your genetic weaknesses and how to best support them with certain foods and certain supplements. So it really takes the guesswork out of what you need. Um, you know, somebody may need more choline or more B vitamins or more this or more that. So it, they have a food list, they have supplementation lists, all that. So it's very, very helpful. And is that a blood test, urine test? Saliva. It's a saliva, saliva test. test. Yeah. And anybody can do it? Do you, do you need anybody to can do it. Oh, yeah. That's great. So it's called the, again, the... Nu- nutrition genome. Nutrition genome test. All right. Yeah. I will definitely check that. All right. So for, number one is let food be your medicine. What is number two and how do we do it? Reduce your toxic exposure. We can't live in a bubble, but our planet is pretty toxic. But specifically when it comes to breast cancer, you know, there's those dirty estrogens, those chemical estrogens plastics, phthalates, dioxins, insecticides, pesticides, all those things will mimic and stimulate estrogen and progesterone production in the body. So um, being aware of that and doing a lot of things to detox your body, everything from sweating to coffee enemas, um, dry skin brushing, lymphatic drainage, you know, all those things to reduce that burden because we're exposed to it every day. Even if we try to eat organic, you know, next door, they're, they're spraying glyphosate on the food. So, you know, it's just, you have to be aware of it and make some wise choices. Yeah. I love that you also, you mentioned coffee enemas because that's something that I've done. I haven't talked about it at length, but it's it really, it feels great. It helps to really charge up and cleanse out your liver. I definitely do the dry skin brushing. Um, also oil pulling is really, really powerful to do. And um, I was just shocked at what is in beauty products. Even when I had um, radiation, they recommended these products that were made with petroleum. And I'm like, why are you telling me to put toxic petroleum products on my breast? after I've had radiation, but I mean, I really like beauty counter, um, mm-hmm. is awesome, but, but looking at, especially, you know, your sunscreens, your, the products you use every day, particularly the things you put on your skin. We don't always think about those things, but the, but it's amazing what we allow in this country in terms of the, the toxins that are in both our food and in our personal care products. Absolutely. Yeah. And cleaning products too, cleaning products, cleaning products you know, yeah, all of all those of things. Yeah. Just vinegar is amazing. Just vinegar and water can do so much. I mean, there's, and there's, fortunately, there's lots of websites and and places you can go and products that you can start changing. You don't have to do it all overnight, just like diet. You can do it gradually. Okay. And number three is balance your energy. What is that? How do we do it? So we are energetic beings. So everything from chiropractic to acupuncture to grounding, you know, we're talking about walking on the beach and how good ground, excuse me, grounding is for us. And balancing our hormones, our sleep, our exercise, you know, making sure that our body's moving every day. Um, And just real briefly, when it comes to hormones, it's very important for women to understand that your hormones do not cause cancer, okay? Uh, Conventional medicine has really vilified our hormones and has made women afraid, you know, they have an ERPR positive cancer. Oh, no, that means my hormones are causing cancer. Not true. You need your hormones for your immune system, your brain health, your bone health, cardiac health, all of that. 
Um, so it's those chemical estrogens that we're exposed to that are really driving those cancers. Um, now, there may be an issue with methylation or metabolism that you have, it's genetic weakness, that may prevent you from breaking down your hormones and excreting them properly. But if that's the case, you can support your body with certain, you know, there's certain supplementation and flax and all these things that you can do to help that process. Yeah. And that just reminds me to get rid of plastic bottles. So bad for yes. the environment and really, really bad in terms of that, you know, problems with your hormone. I'm so glad you mentioned that too, though, because women are, and I think there is a sense too, like when I got breast cancer, I was like, what did I do wrong? Like you, I was like health and wellness coach, registered dietitian, personal fitness trainer, doing all of these things. And, and you sort of, there's a lot of sort of shame, particularly around if you are a healthcare provider and you feel like you have done everything right. But I'm, I appreciate you mentioning the the estrogen and the hormones that, that you're not doing anything wrong, but this is that, that things in the environment. And so let's get to healing your emotional wounds. That is a really, really tough one. How do we go about doing that? That's a big one. And I know we're getting ready to go on a break in a few minutes. So I'll just, you know, break, basically healing your emotional wounds. If I were to start over, I'd put it as number one. It's number four right now. Um, we know that our thoughts influence every aspect of our body. I mean, our, it, it affects our DNA. It affects our, um, you know, we, when we look at epigenetics, right, our thoughts, our stress will affect how our genes turn off and on. Um nurturing that little girl inside of you, learning to forgive yourself, forgive others. I mean, there's so much to it. I mean, we could talk about emotions for a whole hour, right? Yeah, really, really true to delve in. So it's it's good to get some therapy too. So to really use, you know, the body, the mind, everything is interconnected. And we have a couple more minutes. Let's talk a little bit about um, biological dentistry. This is one I had heard nothing about, but tell us a little bit about that. Okay. So uh, your teeth are connected to your organs through your acupuncture meridian system. So everything you do to your teeth are indirectly, directly affecting your organs. And so there's for breast cancer, for example, there's four teeth left and right on the top and two on the bottom that are directly linked to the breast tissue. So if you have an amalgam or a silver filling that's 50% mercury, that's very toxic. That's a neurotoxin. It's a, it's a metalloestrogen. It mimics and stimulates estrogen in the body. Um, so you have to work with a biological dentist who knows the proper way to remove that so it doesn't harm you, it doesn't harm them. Um, root canals. Root canal is a dead tissue in your body. It's dripping toxicity and, and weakening your your immune system. Uh, cavitations is an infection in the bone after you've had an ex extraction. So there's all aspects that you have to look at to make sure that you clean up your mouth properly. Uh, inflammation. Uh, Postmenopausal women who have gum disease are twice as likely to develop breast cancer than those who don't. So a lot of impact on our oral health and how it affects our microbiome and our immune system and our breast health. And we know as well that also heart disease is also linked to, you know, having inflammation. I mean, I think the, the, the mouth is so interesting because it is where we can actually see what's going on internally. If we're seeing inflammation there and issues, we can know that there are deeper things that are happening. So when we come back, we're going to 
continue a little bit with Dr. V and, and talk about how to repair with therapeutic plants, early, very early detection with thermography. And then we are going to switch gears a little bit. And we are going to be talking with Nagina Abdullah. She's a health coach. She is going to be telling us how to get rid of sugar cravings and also how to boost our metabolism naturally. You're listening to Rock Your Midlife. We'll be back after the break. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for being here. Hope you are enjoying the show. I would love to know what you think. Leave me a review. It helps other women find the show and helps me to create content just for you. And before uh, the break, we were talking with Dr. V, who is a breast cancer conqueror. She is the author of this amazing book, Heal Breast Cancer Naturally, which I personally found so helpful during my uh, during my journey of healing from breast cancer, body, mind, heart, and spirit. Um, and so when we covered the first uh, five steps, I want to talk about repair with therapeutic plants. Tell us what are the plants that we can add to our lives? Oh, there's so many things. Um, when you look at um, repairing your body, I mean, I, I'm really, there's a lot of supplements that we can look at. So just some basic things to keep your immune system strong, like medicinal mushrooms, vitamin C, vitamin D, um, there's so many of them. And then there's specific what we call cancer killers that can literally weaken and kill cancer cells. So everything from some medicinal mushrooms to formulas like poly MDA or Oracel or quercetin, um, melatonin, melatonin is a cytotoxic hormone. So it literally kills um, breast cancer stem cells and cancer cells. So there's literally hundreds and hundreds of, of foods and supplementation that you can use to really boost your immune system and weaken the cancer. Yeah. One thing I've used is green tea, like mm -hmm. lots of green tea, lots of curcumin. Mm -hmm. um, and I found that, you know, again, work with professionals. So, you know, Dr. V or a naturopath or a functional medicine doctor. And something that I'm doing as I'm sort of going from, you know, the first year moving forward is rotating them because you can really do a, do a number on your liver. If like you're taking everything that I was prescribed initially, I'm like, oh my God, this is so much to take all the time. But as you're sort of tapering off, do you find that that you sort of rotate people in and out in yourself? You kind of rotate various. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We pulse, we pulse sometimes depending on the protocol and severity of the cancer, we may put somebody on a certain protocol for half the week and then the other half, and then just, yeah, continually rotate. But Good idea to rotate so your cancer cells don't become resistive. Yeah, and it's also a good idea if you if you are getting conventional therapy, look for a naturopath who is on who is certified in oncology. That's what I work with, and he was great because he was kind of the middleman. Like, it's not the oncologist's job to understand what you're taking. Like, they at least my oncologist, he's great, but he doesn't. He's not interested in intravenous vitamin C. He's not interested in my medicinal mushrooms. But there can be um, interaction, so you do have to be cautious. Um, and so I really found having a nature path who is board certified in oncology was super helpful for me to um, feel really safe in what I was taking. Yeah. Yeah. We just actually created a new course called uh, how to survive and thrive conquering breast cancer with conventional treatments and natural medicine. Took me three years to put it together, but it's all evidence-based. And so you're right. There's certain things that you don't want to mix together. And there's certain things that are perfectly fine. And the, and the research is there, the studies are there. No, hands down, people who do an integrative pr approach have much better results than those who don't. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the integrated approach can also support you through the conventional approach. So last but not least, thermography, what is it and how does it work? 
So thermography is a great tool because it uh, does not um, give off radiation, doesn't compress the breast. Uh, it reads the infrared heat coming off your body, so it can alert uh, the technician, the doctor, to any physiological changes going on in your breast tissue. If there's inflammation, um, it'll show up red hot. You can actually sometimes see blood flow, vascularity, feeding the tumors. Um, so it's a great tool to uh, to use, you know, along with if you choose to get a mammogram, then make sure you follow it up with an ultrasound. Same thing. If you do thermography, follow it up with an ultrasound because one screening tool is not hands down 100% accurate all the time. Yeah, absolutely. I know in my situation, I had a negative mammogram in October and then I was um, diagnosed with a I have dense breast, so an ultrasound for dense breast. So awesome information. We're going to switch gears a little bit. I want to, want to introduce you to Nagina Abdullah. She is a health coach for women and professionals and founder of the website masalabody.com. And she coaches women to boost metabolism naturally and simplifies creating a and simplify, simplify creating a healthy lifestyle, even if you have tried everything. She's got a degree in molecular and cell biology from UC Berkeley, and she has helped over 1,200 professional women successfully lose from eight from 10 to 80 pounds sustainably. Welcome to Rock Your Midlife, Nagina. So great to have you here. Thank you so much, Dr. Ellen. It's so great to be here. And before we dive in to your story, um, I know you've got a question for Dr. V. Yes, absolutely. Well, Dr. V, I, your uh, your insight has been so amazing and um, really your step-by-step system is, is is very practical and doable so thank you so much for sharing that and i wanted to ask you a little bit more about you know given that a lot of the audience including all of us are all driven women who are all working to accomplish our goals what are your suggestions or what is one of the top things that you see um, of how other women can kind of reject a stressful life on their way to accomplishing their goals and do it with more ease that's a great, great question. Um, these habits are so ingrained in us that we just automatically do them. And unfortunately, sometimes it takes a crisis to kind of shake people up. Um, so my suggestion is to map out your life. And right here, right now, on a scale of one to 10, what is your happiness score? What is your happiness level? If your happiness level is not a high eight, nine, or 10, then that gives you an invitation to look at your life and what you can do to do things differently. There's a saying in our community that came from one of the books that I, that I read during my healing journey was, do more things that bring you joy and less things that bring you pain. So if you're having a lot of pain in your life, that's a key that you need to uh, shift gears a little bit. Great answer. I, I absolutely love that. I always tell people do more of what lights you up. That's really where your purpose is and less of those things that drain you. So let's switch gears a little bit. Talking about pain, one of the things that's most painful in the world is certainly diets. And we know they don't work and they're not sustainable. Um, and a healthy lifestyle does. Tell us a little bit, Nagina, about why diets don't work and why a sustainable, healthy lifestyle does. Oh, absolutely. Well, if anyone else out there has experienced, you know, what I really experienced my whole life, which was yo-yoing up and down between being on a diet and not being on a diet, fitting into your skinny clothes and fitting into your whatever you, however you term it, your, 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 you know, your overweight jeans or whatever you want to call them. Um, 
and constantly feeling like you have to deprive yourself, restrict yourself, sit at home by yourself eating salad and uh, chicken breast, and then live, not, not being able to live your life. Like this is the reason that diets don't work because they're not realistic. They are not a lifestyle. They are a very temporary way to lose weight and they're not sustainable because you're constantly hungry. And if you're hungry and you're also not able to enjoy foods that you love, it's just a matter of discipline that's going to get you there and at some point life happens like either you go on a trip you get out of your routine you you or your children or someone that you know gets sick and you have to take care of them or take care of yourself and then it's harder to get back into your routine and so you're constantly negotiating between restriction and trying and disciplining yourself and real life and when you actually approach uh, a healthy a healthy lifestyle in terms of that living a lifestyle versus dieting then it becomes more of a choice and it doesn't have to be a winning uh solution or a failing solution you're never winning or failing you're only just living your best healthy life and it's it's very doable because there's a lot of positive mindsets that are that are key in, in helping you create this lifestyle and it, and it works and it sticks for for life yeah, that's so true too. And I love that you said, you know, chicken breast and salads. I love chicken breast and salad, but when you're like following this friggin' piece of paper that tells you you've been good, if you've had your chicken and salad and your carrot sticks and all that, and your cottage cheese, all you want to do is like crave, you know, the Ben and Jerry's and the potato chips when you've got this good food, bad food mentality and you're the diet industry wants you to fail. Because if you succeeded, if like your story, which we'll get into in a moment, if people succeeded and people were, you know, following your program, Dr. V's program, you know, what I share with people as well is just eating when you're hungry, stopping when you're full, incorporating those foods that you love, eating more plant foods so that you're filled up using your know, therapeutic plants, all of these things, there would be no diet industry, but we're like so desperate that we think, you know, and, and I hate, I want to sometimes like throw my phone across the room when I see these Instagram ads that are like, you know, lose 10 pounds in three weeks, just click here and buy this. But I'm here to say none of that crap works. You have to change your lifestyle and you've got to do it from a place of self-love, not self-loathing. So tell us a little bit about your story. Cause I know you lost like 80 pounds. How did that happen? <laughs> Yes, I lost 40 pounds. So oh, I, I lost sorry. 40 pounds. That's yes, still a, and a lot. It was it was amazing. It, it's been truly life changing to lose that level of weight. Uh, and uh, it's opened up my life in so many ways, you know, that I'll that I'll talk about. It's it's physical, it's mental, it's, it's, it's just uh, feeling like you could uh, accomplish something that you've wanted to. But you know, what had happened before I lost the weight was that I struggled my entire life with very strong sugar cravings, and having a constant appetite that I could could not seem to to quench and uh and i i tried every diet out there from atkins to paleo to south beach to just eating less and exercising all the time and i was able to lose anywhere from like 10 to 12 pounds and feel great about myself in that moment but the moment i would reach that goal number i would start eating all the foods that it that i that i had stopped eating to get me there because i just i wanted some relief i felt like oh yes i reached my goal now i can enjoy myself 
myself. So I still had that mentality of enjoying myself means giving my body all the foods that aren't actually truly good for it. Uh, and so I was on this constant yo-yo for my entire life until after I got my degree, I started working in a very demanding management consulting job in New York City and I had two children. And at that point, I was at the maximum weight of my life and I was actually feeling back pain and I was feeling exhaustion and I didn't have what it took to keep up with the career that I wanted to have. And I didn't think that I could be the mom I wanted to be because I didn't have any energy. And, and that was what it took for me to say, I've tried everything. I need to do something differently because I can't keep losing and gaining the same amount of weight. I don't have time for that anymore. Uh, and so that's where I started digging into the research from my molecular and cell biology background. And I started reading a lot of information and I learned that there are actually foods that we can add to our diet that will increase our metabolism, keep us more full naturally with less calories and make our food taste better. And this was so exciting to me because I thought finally I can find a solution that's sustainable. And so I started experimenting with it. I started adding some of the foods we'll talk about and my sugar cravings disappeared. I started choosing sugar. Like I chose chocolate cake, but I didn't think about it and dream about it like I used to. And, uh, and I started feeling satiated. And the first month I lost 10 pounds totally naturally. And I kept following what I was doing because I felt so good and energetic, energetic. And nine months later, I had lost 40 pounds. That was over 12 years ago. And I have kept that weight off. And not only that, but I've gotten more toned, more more, uh, more, more uh, athletic, and all of my levels when I go to the doctor uh, is are all right on, and and I don't really take anything beyond real food. That's what I do, and so this is something that once it happened to me, I realized it doesn't have to be a struggle, it doesn't have to be hard, but it is about knowing what to do, how how to pair your foods, what to eat more of, and naturally the sugar cravings go away, and you feel amazing, and you just naturally can get healthier too. Yeah. I love that. It doesn't have to be hard. You do have to be disciplined and you do have to focus on it. And I want to say, sometimes there is a mental thing that I see with my clients is that they're a little scared of transforming their bodies. I don't know if you've seen this, your clients, because they're actually scared of the things they want to do once they lose the weight. And so weight becomes this like protection of, you know, when I lose the weight, I'll travel. When I lose the weight, I'll change careers. When I lose the weight, lose the weight, I'll meet my partner. And so they're actually scared of these things in the future, their future self really wants. And subconsciously they're kind of sabotaging themselves. So that's one thing I, I don't know if you've seen that. And also I want to say too, that sugar is incredibly addictive when they do research with uh, lab animals, mice and rats, the lab animal animals will push the lever for sugar more than the lever for cocaine. So it's just incredible when again, getting back to what Dr. V was saying about all of these toxins in our foods and in our you know personal care products, if you start to read labels, and I'm so glad that they're starting to put added sugar on the, the, the label where you can see it, but um, we are really addicted to sugar and that's hard to break. I'd love to know how you went about breaking that. And also what are some of these foods that you added that really have helped to increase your metabolism and help with the sugar cravings? 
Okay, absolutely. And it really is about approaching this in terms of what to add for so many reasons. Uh, because when we first of all associate adding foods, it's more positive and it's more natural for us to want to live a lifestyle that's positive versus restricted and negative, meaning I can't eat all my favorite foods. How long can that, how long can we really keep that up before somebody puts that favorite food in front of us and we say, I just want it, I don't care. And then we feel like a failure. So it's more about um, adding foods that you love that actually make you want to eat more of those things. And so that's really one of the key things. So I like to use the example of starting with a metabolism boosting morning routine, because this is really a, a very easy to, to comprehend and to follow um, a process that once you start doing it, your whole entire morning will transform. And, you know, one of the things that I recommend starting off with is having a cup of infused de-bloating water. And number one, the reason for this is because you're having water. When you're hydrating your body more you're naturally potentially you may think that you're hungry but you're actually just just desiring water your body needs to be more hydrated so when you have what i call infused de-bloating water which is a pitcher of water with uh one lemon and one cucumber that are cut up and then uh, about six to eight mint leaves all of those ingredients work together to help you uh, help you detox your body. That's the lemon. The cucumber is is full of water. It's full of natural water, 95% regular water. So it's helping to flush out your body of more toxins as well, and to really just cleanse your body of sodium that could be in it because of other reasons. So it's helping to de-bloat your body. And then you're having mint, which actually helps you avoid sugar cravings and avoid overeating. And the other part of this infused de-bloating water is that when you open up your fridge and you, what you've done is you've let this infuse overnight and then you go and you pour a glass in the morning first thing and you're treating yourself so well it's like you're using food and drinks to 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 give yourself care to take care of your body and thinking of your thinking of what we're doing is taking care of ourselves versus restricting ourselves it's going to just make you want to do it more we do want to take care of ourselves and so starting off with this water is a great is a great step to you know starting to, to the process of cleansing your body so you're not, uh, you're not uh, uh, um, wanting sugar as much. And two other quick quick areas of the metabolism boosting morning routine are instead of using sugar or creamers in your coffee or tea to use cinnamon in your coffee or your tea and cinnamon is a natural uh it's a natural sweetener that actually lowers your blood sugar instead of increasing your blood sugar like regular sugar does and it doesn't create the insulin release that we get from regular sugar so what's happening is that your blood sugar stabilizing that means you have more constant reliable energy you're also not storing fat which is what happens after you have sugar or creamers that have sugar and you know artificial sweeteners also it's a, it's a much better than artificial sweeteners because artificial sweeteners mimic the taste of, of sugar and it makes our body just stay addicted to sugar. So you're, you're literally like getting off sugar by using this alternative, which is cinnamon in your coffee or your tea, or you could put it on your fruit if you don't have coffee or tea or in a smoothie because any, any way you can integrate it is great. And this is just a sprinkle, really less than an eighth of a teaspoon. Uh, and then finally, 
and most powerfully is to have what I call a protein more breakfast or break fast, your first meal of the day. And that's where you're focusing on making sure that you have protein in your breakfast, which is something like eggs, Greek yogurt, cottage cheese, or protein powder in your smoothie, and then combining it with low sugar fruit, or even better, like uh, like Dr. V was sharing, even better than fruit actually would be to have something lower sugar, like a, a breakfast salad with a little bit of strawberries if you want, or some pumpkin, pumpkin seeds, basically mixed greens or asparagus or any other form of greens, you know, with that breakfast breakfast. It could be in your smoothie or it could be on the side of your eggs or your Greek, Greek yogurt. Um, and of course, if you're having Greek yogurt or a smoothie, you can sprinkle some cinnamon in there. You can put turmeric on your eggs, which lower your inflammation. And all of these things work together to help you uh, keep really suppress your appetite because you've had enough calories. You've had an, you've had the right amount of calories for your body and protein digests much more slowly than foods that quickly break down to sugar, like breads, um, like yogurt that's not Greek yogurt that's higher in sugar, um, like cereals, those all quickly break down. So as a result, we have, uh, we have an appetite about 30 minutes later again, and you feel like you need to eat something else. Whereas if you have a protein more breakfast with any of the proteins I mentioned, you are gonna feel satisfied if you eat enough all the way until lunch, which means you can focus on your work. You can focus on your goals. You can uh, you can do all the things you wanted to without constantly having this up and down in mental and physical energy. So that's one kind of example, the metabolism boosting morning routine with those elements in it. Yeah, that's beautiful. And I love the idea that it's like you're giving yourself a spa treatment, right? By opening up yes. the refrigerator, you're telling your subconscious, like, I care about me. When I wake up in the morning, I'm starting my day off right. Instead of having, you know, the coffee with the creamer and the sugar, I'm going to have this infused water. I love that you mentioned um, artificial sweeteners. Artificial sweeteners are terrible on so many levels. First of all, it's artificial. So it's causing inflammation because your body is looking at this artificial sweetener and going, I don't know what that is. That's not, anytime you take something in that's not natural, there is that um, propensity for your body to view it as a toxin. And then your body still wants the calories. So you're craving sugar. And then you think you've done something virtuous by having the artificial sweetener. So then you go ahead and have, you know, the the um, cinnamon bun with it. So really artificial sweeteners are a huge no-no. And that, that I love that you're talking about the insulin issue because- the ups and downs in the insulin, all of these hormones interact. And so if you're struggling with menopause, you want to keep your blood sugar in balance. That's going to help with all of your hormones. So, so many great takeaways. We only have a few minutes. So I want to bring Dr. V back on because I want to give her an opportunity to ask you a question because I know you guys are friends and I'm dying to know what she has to ask you. So Dr. V, what question do you have for Najina? Um, the biggest question I have is when it comes to uh, weight loss, there's a lot of emotional issues, right? A lot of emotional background noise. Um, women are struggling. They find it's hard. They've had poor experiences with trying to lose weight. So how do you keep these women motivated? What's the key factor for you to kind of really keep them hooked so that they stick to your program? Oh, yeah, such a great question, because it is very emotional. And a lot of times there's a lot of trauma associated with weight loss because we've tried so many things in the past that haven't worked. And so we feel like nothing's going to work. And so it's really overcoming that. So a couple things to stay motivated is number one results 
motivate. So if you see results quickly, you are going to be motivated to keep making the changes. And even with the metabolism boosting breakfast that I just mentioned, if uh, if if someone that was not eating a metabolism boosting breakfast started doing that for five days, like it is very, very possible you're going to see a decrease in belly fat in waist circumference, as well as pounds dropping from the scale. And when you start to see that you just want to keep doing it and you want to learn more, but it's getting started to, to be able to see that. Um, number two is really to uh, feel feel satiated and to feel like you enjoy what you're eating because if you feel like you're in a diet it's just a matter of time until you're going to get off of your diet so feeling satiated and enjoying it is number two and then finally the other thing that keeps um, people motivated is what i call energy first like this is about weight loss you will lose weight but you are going to have so much more energy naturally in your brain to be creative to to have more endurance um to to have more hours to to think about what you want to think about during the day and and you're and to be able to have fun and go hiking and biking and skiing and rafting and all the things that you want to do because you're eating right and you're taking care of yourself and so when you change the conversation to be more about how you're feeling and immediately after you eat this food to energy versus only thinking about weight loss it, it's it's so much more of an immediate response that you that you get to experience and, and and so it's so much easier to continue that on yeah so it's all about getting some results but i want to say too if the scale doesn't go down i usually tell my clients don't focus so much on the scale because it doesn't always go down. These things are great. They work, but if it, you know, focus on feeling good. And it's also, I love to, to focus on, you know, people that you love, like your kids being a good example for your kids or your partner, or, you know, your friends do it with other people. So amazing insights and suggestions. Nagita, thank you so much. So real quickly on Dr. V, where can people find you again? The book is heal breast cancer. Naturally. It is awesome. Great for people who are struggling with breast cancer and also just want to follow your seven sisters step system uh breastcancerconquer.com and we're all over social media as well all right breastcancerconquer.com and Nagina, where can people find you well i have a, a free gift and this is the best way to get in touch with me it's at masalabody.com forward slash sweet spice pdf and this is where i'm going to share my sweet spice a, uh, a recipe that will help fire away your belly fat and it's perfect for nighttime sugar cravings um, and then i'll also share a, a few other ways to use it in your day so masalabody.com forward slash sweet spice pdf and after that i'll send you you'll be on my newsletter list and i'll send you mindsets recipes, workshops that I'm doing, and we can be in touch. And I would absolutely love that. Awesome. Thank you all for being here today. It's been so great to have this conversation. Thank you all for listening. Hey, if you want to get in touch with me, it's the midlifewhisperer.com, the midlifewhisperer.com. Check out my new Rock Your Midlife community right on the website under community. Thanks again. We'll see you next week. Midlife can be challenging. You may be sandwiched between growing kids and aging parents, dealing with menopause or a health issue, and trying to find work-life balance. Or maybe your life looks good on the outside, but inside you're feeling stuck and wondering how to get your confidence, energy, and joy back. Hi, I'm Dr. Ellen, the Midlife Whisperer, and I hear you and I've got you. Think of me as the one-stop shop for all your midlife needs. I'm a psychologist 
registered dietitian, nutritionist, board-certified health and wellness coach, and mindful self-compassion teacher. I'm also an author and podcast host with over 30 years of experience empowering midlife women. I provide inspiration and wisdom to help you transform your health, your mindset, your relationships, and your life so you can rock midlife. 